Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones. Got no Jens with me today. He is down for the count. He was traveling from Seattle and uh, uh, was dead tired um, coming back from his trip. So I'll be doing this show solo. Um, and uh, this is the second episode featuring content from Live in the Vineyard. Uh, this one uh, doesn't have an interview, uh, but it has a, a lot of music uh, and a lot of female musicians. Actually, every uh, band or artist has a female musician in, in it. Uh, and uh, so we'll be covering that here in just a little bit. Before we do, let me get into uh, what my week has been like. Um, for those who listen to the podcast fairly regularly, uh, you know that it is hunting season right now for duck hunting, and um, and I've been taking it kind of easy this uh, this round. I haven't been able to go out as much as I would like to, uh, but um, but I uh, I get out when I can. I just have too many other obligations between kids and uh, uh, girlfriend and friends and uh, and work and uh, other activities. It just stuff stacks up and, um, and, uh, and I get out for hunts when I can. So I decided to go out this past Sunday with, um, a new friend that I made actually who lives in, uh, in town. And, um, and he's, uh, he's hunted for the past couple seasons, uh, and has, uh, a lot more experience with a gun than I do, to be honest. But, uh, I figured, you know, why not? I want to build some new, uh, friendships through this. And, and really when you're out in the, uh, when you're out in the marsh, you're out hunting, it's a different kind of bond than you get in uh, a lot of other senses. I mean, you spend, uh, a lot of time together. And, um, and you, uh, you're working together, you have this common goal. It's, it's, it's really unlike anything I'd, I've experienced before. Uh, I got into hunting in the past couple of seasons and I've made a couple of friends that I've considered pretty close through, uh, through hunting. So, um, so it's pretty cool. So we decided to go out. Uh, we get up at the ass crack of dawn, of course, way too early, but we uh, we timed it pretty well as far as when we got out uh, to the refuge. And uh, and it's a Sunday, uh, and it's in early November, so we're not expecting much uh, because they call it slow Um Not a lot of birds working, and especially out here, there's no weather, uh, no no rain or anything to, uh, to suck them in. Uh, so... We're, uh, uh, we're just going out to get out and have fun and, uh, and have an experience. So, um, so I got out, uh, we, we got to this spot that I had selected and it, and it's a place I hunted, uh, about three, four weeks ago, whenever the last time I had gone out was probably three weeks ago. And, um, and so, uh, so we chose, we went to the same exact spot. It's about a mile and a half hike, uh, out for us, uh, pushing our gear and, uh, um, and getting in place and we get settled in and then, uh, and we're hanging around, uh, we, we'd gotten into our spot probably an hour before shoot time. And then, uh, these, these guys come in, uh, 10, 15 minutes before shoot time and set up about a hundred yards from us, which is a fair distance, but it's still kind of just jamming in our business a little bit. Like it's, it's a little bit too close when we wanted the pond for ourselves that we had selected. So we tried to signal them to be like, Hey, we're here. 
you know, they, they did their thing and they set up. And at the end of the day, we were like, okay, it's fine. Um, maybe it'll work in our favor in terms of pushing birds in our general direction. Well, uh, five minutes before uh, shoot time, we got a flock of birds flying into our decoy spread. Uh, these birds ended up being coots, which are garbage ducks pretty much. Uh, they're, they're not great. Um, I shot a coot last season and, uh, uh, and I marinated it for a few days and it was in a, in a brown sugar, uh, brown sugar marinade and it was edible. It was edible, but it's definitely not a quality bird. So they're all in our, our spread and I'm like, okay, is this the only thing we're going to see today? Do I want to shoot a coot? Uh, Cause I want to leave with at least something, right? Uh, I, and, uh, I opted against it, even though it, I could have, you know, thrown a rock and hit, uh, uh, you know, half a dozen of these birds. So um, I opted against it. I let the coots live and go on their merry way. Uh, and then, uh, and we hung out and we waited a little while for our, our real first opportunity. And we had a, a couple of birds come flying in uh, and we each uh, shot one of them and they went off to the right where my buddy Matt was um, uh, off to his side. So um, I couldn't see exactly where it landed, but I got out from my spot real quick to, to chase it down um, and uh, and catch it. Um, er, let me put a pause in the story because I'm, I'm missing one key detail before I get into the, uh, those two birds that we shot. Um, there, uh, the guys across from us had a chance to, uh, shoot at, uh, a couple of birds first. And, uh, and one of the hunters, uh, he shot a bird and it, uh, it went down and it landed like 25 yards from where we were. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, it's kind of, it's in our area. Like, what's the etiquette here? What are you supposed to do? Uh, you want to be careful with other guys with guns because they're people who are sometimes protective over their stuff and their birds and do stupid things. Uh, I mean, I have a story of a friend who uh, got, you know, shot at to, over a bird. Like uh, someone shot over his head to kind of warn him, don't go near it sort of thing. That's my bird. And you just don't mess around with that. But you know, it's in our spot. I, I saw the guy come out and he had a hunting dog. And so um, I... Uh, he, he was standing there with his hunting dog. He didn't really make any move to go toward the bird. Um, and, uh, he, so I'm like, okay, so what's he, what's he doing? And so I start walking out and, um, you know, and kind of going after the bird to be like, okay, I'm going to tell the guy, Hey, I can help you with that. And then, and then the guy walked back into the toolies where, uh, where he was in cover, and I didn't see him anymore. And so I'm like, what? Okay. And this bird had been flapping his wing a little bit and dying, right? Uh, and so I just keep walking out in the uh, through the marsh and uh, and walk out to um, uh, to get and grab the bird and walk back in. And so I had a bird uh, before without even shooting my gun. Uh, which is pretty comical. Uh, so uh, I thought it was a, a buffalo head. It turned out not to be a buffalo head and instead be a golden eye uh, bird and a uh, duck. And so then we shot the the, the two birds. Right, it, it went down, uh, and and I thought it would was dead and it would be there and it, it was fine. But uh, but Matt put another round through his and uh, and stoned it completely dead uh, and mine decided to dive down to its demise, uh, and, uh, and commit bird suicide. So that's really f pretty frustrating because, uh, you know, you don't want to waste the birds. You want to, um, 
if you're, you want to harvest them and um, cook the meat, you're, you're not you're not out there to waste it, right? And uh, and I wanted to walk away with a bird that I'd shot, to be honest, as well. So um, so that happened. I'm you know I'm a little bummed. I'm well, I'm pretty bummed. But um, I, I move on. We get back in our spot, and uh, and Matt's on the board. So. Um, we have another opportunity where uh, two birds flew into our spread, and they kind of look like coots, but they they weren't, and I knew they weren't. And I was like, okay, let's let's shoot at them, right? They were right in our decoys, and so we both lined up the shot. Went three, two, one, shoot! Shot at the exact same time. It was awesome, and in uh, both hit our birds. And Matt's looked like his was going to go underwater, uh, but it didn't. Uh, it ca- uh, came back up, and uh, and Matt shot it again. And me, I let mine flap around a little bit, but I was moving. I was going out to it. It was probably 20 yards away, uh, and and I was uh, pushing my way through the marsh out to this bird. And then when I'm like eight yards away or something, this uh, this bird com- you know commits bird suicide again. And, uh, and I'm like, what the hell? This sucks. You know, I'm like, really? And I tracked exactly where this bird was. And so I'm moving my feet around. I'm trying to feel for it uh, as much as I can, waiting for it to hopefully come up. It didn't come up. Uh, looked around for a few, um, a few minutes and it wasn't happening. Uh, a little bit later, I went to Tule Patch, uh, probably 50 yards away. Cause I saw something glistening and I was like, is that my bird? And, uh, uh, I wanted to see if it was, I wanted to get my bird. Uh, it was not my bird. So that was a bummer. Also, I lost two birds, um, uh, by them committing bird suicide. And so, um, so I was, I was pretty irked at that point, but had a good time. I, and I was shooting really pretty well overall, better than, you know, than uh, a lot of hunts. And, uh, and I was proud of the shots that I had taken. So, uh, at the end of the day, I had a good time, uh, but those were the only two birds I had the chance of, uh, uh, that I was able to try and take. Um, I didn't, uh, I missed another shot that I should have had, uh, where the, the bird was on the water and, uh, I lined it up perfectly and the shot, uh, patterned around it. And, uh, and I took two other shots that weren't lined up as well. And then the, the bird flew off. Um, uh, but after that we walked, uh, we go, we cleaned up all our stuff, walked the levee, and then uh, Matt had told me that, hey, sometimes the birds wash out to the side of the levee, um, you know, so let's just check it um, when we're leaving. And then there was a bird on the levee uh, that was fresh, and it had been che- uh, chewed up and mauled by something. I don't know. Some bird, you know, had a, um, a nice little feast. So I guess at least the bird wasn't wasted, but... That was my damn bird, and uh, um, and so I didn't get to uh, didn't get to keep that one. But I I went home with one bird uh, that wasn't mine. Uh, my buddy Matt uh, ended up uh, giving me another bird also. Uh, so I have two birds to rub together. Um, I'm gonna uh, clean them and cook them and have a nice dinner with my girlfriend. So that's my hunting story for the week. Um, and. Uh, and while this is going on, um, it was actually my night to have the kids, which is one of the challenges of hunting is when I, uh, have kids, uh, I, a don't want to give up my time with them because it's precious and I only get so much. Uh, and, uh, and B, I don't have a lot of options. I, I have some options, but not a lot in terms of, 
working out so I can go hunting, but still kind of have the kids there, you know, and, um, for a decent amount of time in the weekend. And so, uh, my girlfriend Tracy was great. And she, for the first time stayed with the kids and, uh, overnight by herself and got them up and ready and dealt with kid, uh, a kid waking up in the night and what that's the fun of what that's like and, uh, and taking them to the park and everything. So, uh, she, she had a good time. They had a good time. Uh, everyone survived, uh, except for the birds that I shot and, uh, that committed bird suicide. So, all right. So that's my story, uh, for the week. Um, and so let's get into the live in the vineyard content. So live in the vineyard, uh, this, I don't even know how many times we've covered live in the vineyard at this point now, but, uh, it's gotta have been at least a half a dozen, uh, if not more. And, uh, and this live in the vineyard, um, there, like I said, very female artist, uh, centric. There's, there's some country theme also live in the vineyard has, has one of the two uh, times every year that they do the festival. It's turned into live in the vineyard goes country. And, uh, and this one, even though it wasn't live in the vineyard goes country, there's definitely a country theme and, uh, and I'm not a country fan. Uh, not a big not big on country, but I love this festival. I love it so much. It's great that it's in town. It's fun to be invited. Uh, there's, uh, usually some good, good artists that I know and, uh, I'm a fan of, uh, and, um, and it's a good opportunity to get to know other artists as well and, uh, and see stripped down acoustic performances. And that's, that's one of the things with these, uh, these country artists that kind of resonates with me also is, um, is the stripped down acoustic performance. So we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to play some songs. Uh, we'll talk a little bit throughout the uh, uh, the songs, uh, not during the songs, but you know, in between the songs as well about the artists and the performances. And uh, the cool thing about Live in the Vineyard is it's over a couple of days uh, and uh, in different locations. The main event is usually at the Uptown Theater in Napa, um, which is a great venue to uh, to see the show at. Um, and so we're going to play a song from, uh, Avril Lavigne, who, uh, uh, who performed, uh, at the first night of the Uptown Theater performances. And, uh, um, and we're not going to hear the whole song, we're gonna, but we're going to hear a good chunk of it. This is Skater Boy. <laughs> Pretty big. 
So that was Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy, here in Concert Pipeline. And uh, and we're going to move on to the next night of uh, the performances from Live in the Vineyard. Uh, so the... Uh, Adam Lambert was supposed to headline the event, and uh, he called out sick, so he wasn't able to perform. Uh, they got another band um, to uh, fill in and open up the show, and then uh, the second band uh, came on after that, uh, that first band, and uh, the second band was Delta Ray, uh, and uh, and I enjoyed their performance actually. So they were they were really cool, and uh, uh, and just uh, an overall uh, good performance so uh, we're going to play a song from delta ray set at uh, live in the vineyard this is long way down Sunlight, like a rebel's birth Into the world, it's only 
The next artist on Concert Pipeline uh, from Live in the Vineyard is uh, probably my favorite artist of the uh, the festival that uh, uh, I was exposed to. Most of these artists, you know, I didn't know much of. I may have heard some of their stuff here and there, but uh, wasn't a, wasn't a big fan of. Um, and never really got into, but uh, Walk Off the Earth performed, and um, and they were lively and energetic, and uh, and had a great cover that they did, um, and I, I think I've seen a lot of success from. It's a cover of the song Teenage Dirtbag, and uh, and their their performance is just a lot of fun. So why don't we play um, Teenage Dirtbag by uh, by Walk Off the Earth? Sometimes do and sometimes don't. Sometimes do and sometimes don't. Three, four. Sing it if you know the words.
That was Walk Off the Earth, and uh, we're going to keep the program moving on to the next performance, uh, which is Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, I feel like I saw Natasha Bedingfield in concert, I don't know, 12 years ago or something at uh, Alice's Now and Zen Fest in San Francisco. Um, and uh, yeah, not normally my type of music, but you know, this setting just really brings out uh, cool performances and uh, and brings this music in a, in a light that it's just, I would normally wouldn't gravitate toward it or, uh, really be, uh, I I don't think I really enjoy it. I wouldn't, it's just not my jam usually, you know, pop music, but, um, but Natasha Bedingfield put on a fun performance. She, uh, she had fun with the crowd. She, you can tell she enjoyed being there also. And I think this was her second time at live in the vineyard. So, uh, so it was kind of familiar territory for her. Um, and, uh, and she played, you know, some of, some of her hits. Um, we're going to play a song uh, that um, one of her songs is popular, I think from about 10 years ago as well. Uh, and it's a song called Love Like This.
Moving on. Uh, that was the last performance that we covered from uh, that evening of Live in the Vineyard. The next day was a Sunday, and uh, and Live in the Vineyard likes to do a send-off brunch, right? And so they have a bunch of VIPs out, and uh, you know, and some of the winners from uh, the uh, the contest uh, to take a step back. Live in the Vineyard is a festival that where you can't buy tickets to it, right? You could uh, only really win tickets through radio stations and other contests. Test uh, or be invited by being a sponsor, um, one of the spo- uh, sponsors that they um, that has donated, you know, t- uh, prizes and uh, and transportation to the the festival, that sort of thing, right? They, it's uh, solely done off of the sponsors, and, um, or like myself covering the festival, uh, which is uh, cool. So um, so they do this send off brunch, and uh, and I hadn't gone to the, one of the brunches before, I don't think, uh, but uh, we decided to go this uh this time and uh it was at a, a winery uh, kind of up valley a little bit um but not too far and uh, and they had three country musicians uh performing uh at the brunch and uh and some good food as well by the way um so it was a it was a nice you know meal out and uh and get to it was cool to get to talk to some new people and uh some uh some ladies that won a trip from LA up to uh Napa for the festival one of them is a big fan of Avril Lavigne so was super excited to see Avril um and that in that setting uh, and had missed her chance down in LA to to see Avril uh so uh so, so we talked about how she won the the contest and everything, the game she played on the radio, whatever it was, right? And then, um, and then the uh, country musicians came out and play and, and performed a couple songs each. Um, so these artists are Bailey Callahan, Megan Patrick, and Maddie and Tay. Uh, so we're gonna play one song from each of them. We're gonna start with Bailey Callahan. This is a song called We're Homemade. Hanging out with Maine. Yeah. This is called Homemade. This is why I'm here.
like me? Will you like it homemade? Napa likes it homemade. The next artist up on Concert Pipeline is Megan Patrick, and uh, she performed a couple songs. I remember the story she told about this next song, uh, which is about uh, a guy uh, that um, she had a a not-so-positive relationship with. She she talked about a lot of bad relationships that she had had um, and how she finally got into this great relationship, and one of her exes, like wanted to come back it, it, it was just you know so there's so much negativity there and it, it wasn't great for her and uh and he um you know he can he kind of confronted about her about uh if she could look look at him the way you know the way uh uh she the uh, she looks at her you know her new boyfriend right and i think she's married now but um she uh wrote this song about that and it's a song called i don't look at him Here it is. Oh, here comes the post breakup conversation. How you been? You look good. Word must have got around that I'm taking. Yeah, you're coming on strong like the drink you're sipping on. Fish are falling, I'm missing you since you've been gone. Saying this new guy, he seems nice, but he ain't me. And damn if you ain't right. Yeah. 
I'll just see better days Cause I ain't gotta spend them with you One more song for the podcast, and this is a duo called Maddie and Tay uh, with two female musicians, Maddie and Tay, and uh, and they uh, they're pretty popular. Uh, a lot of fans from the festival enjoyed their performance. Uh, they. Uh, they were cool being interchanged also like uh, Maddie came up and they introduced themselves and said uh, I'm Maddie but you can call me Maddie or Tay I'll respond to both uh, sometimes people get them confused apparently uh, and uh, and they came up played a couple songs including this uh, this one that's called No Place Like You here it is
That was Maddie and Tay from Live in the Vineyard on Concert Pipeline. So thank you to the Live in the Vineyard uh, crew for uh, once again allowing us to cover the festival. It was a blast. We love covering it every year, multiple times a year, uh, and uh, Yauntville Live as well. That one's especially fun because we get to talk to a bunch of artists at the the festival and, um, and see... Uh, the same sort of cool performances. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, All right, that takes us to our last segment on the podcast today, and that is the music news. Okay, so the first story up, last week we talked about a couple of uh, band reunions uh, and uh, My Chemical Romance and um, uh, who was the other band who was reuniting? Oh yeah, Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Both announced they were uh, reuniting on the same day. So... Uh, we have one another band to add to the mix in terms of a reunion, one that well, probably didn't think we'd uh, be seeing anytime soon, and that is the Black Crows. Uh, they're going to celebrate their 30th anniversary of their debut album, Shake Your Money Maker, uh, and uh, and they're going to be playing the album in its entirety, I believe. Um, uh, it's going to mark their first live show since 2013. They're doing a 46-date run that's starting um, June 17th of next year uh, in Austin. And, um, and yes, it will be coming through the, the Bay Area as well. Uh, and so to start it, they're going to... Uh, I think they played an intimate gig at New York, uh, New York's Bowery Ballroom uh, on November 11th, and at the Troubadour in Los Angeles on the the 14th. So they're playing a couple of small intimate shows well before the tour comes out. And so Chris Robinson said, "I think this is p- pure. We went off into a lot of things. There's no jamming." Um, he told Rolling Stone. Uh, There's no extraneous stuff. This is the purest Black Crows that people first heard. I hope we reconnect with some people who lost their way with us because of all our other shit we were doing. Uh, The brothers' fighting has become almost as well-known as their music, but the two insist the uh, the behind-the-music phase is over, and they've made peace with each other. Uh, No one is here to be a dick, said Rich. We love this music. We're musicians. We're brothers. We love each other. We love this opportunity. Changing the context uh, with Chris and I uh, and all new people is a much healthier place for us. So they did enlist all new members that include uh, Isaiah Mitchell of psych rock band uh, Earthless, veteran session bassist Tim Lefebvre, who appeared on David Bowie's Black Star, and keyboardist Joel uh, Robinow and drummer Raj uh, Oja of Prague psych, uh, psych pop group Once and Future Band. So uh, kind of a, a medley of different, mu- a bunch of different musicians. Um, and um, and so uh, their, their debut album had 
peaked at number four and uh, on the Billboard 200, and so they're going to they're going to play. I mean, I think the whole album in its entirety. So you have that to look forward to. The Bay Area date uh, won't get here until uh, until September 9th at Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, or September 8th in Concord at the Concord Pavilion. So you got almost a year to wait. Uh, hope everybody's uh, pa- you know patient enough for that. So um, I did get to see the Black Crows open for Tom Petty years ago, uh, in 2006, I want to say, and no, it had to be 2005. Um, and uh, and it, they, they put on a really good set. They put on a really good set. It was fun. Um, I don't know that I need to see them again for a reunion sh- uh, show, uh, but uh, but good on them for um, mending the waters and getting back together. This next story is pretty fun, uh, and that is uh, K.K. May uh, form his own Judas Priest band for the 50th anniversary. So Judas Priest is celebrating their 50th anniversary next year, and former guitarist K.K. Downing says he has not been contacted by the band to take part in the celebration and added that he may form his own Priest band to do so on his own. Uh, he sat down with Metal Wani to discuss his U.K. tour with Megadeth's Death's uh, David uh, Ellefson and other topics. He was asked during the chat if he had any plans to celebrate the uh, 50th in 2020. He said, I don't know. I haven't really got a plan, to be honest. There's not an opportunity out there. I haven't heard anything from all the priest camp uh, whatsoever. Uh, That's not to say I couldn't take my own priest band and celebrate myself. We'll see what happens. Uh, So... Good on him. Good luck to him for to uh, to be able to create his own Judas Priest uh, without uh, any other members of the band. Um, all right, what's up next? We got another countdown clock, and this one is from Modest Mouse. They teased a new project this week with the mystery countdown clock, uh, and uh, the, the Portland band returned with their first new material in four years back in March, releasing Poison the Well, and I'm Still Here for Record Store Day in 2019. And after recently confirming U.S. dates for uh, next month, uh, looks like they're going to be set to release another single uh, or share news on an upcoming album. So um, they... Uh, are counting down to this coming Friday. The clock at which uh, time of publication is, uh, has like two days left uh, and some hours. It's accompanied by a number of animated ice cream cones and a colorful backdrop. Uh, and no, there's no other information on the potential project has been shared at this time, uh, but they do have a uh, December tour that's going to uh, it, it'll see them around the Bay Area as well. They're going to be playing in Santa Rosa at the Luther Burbank Center uh, for the Arts. Uh, so um, guess we'll see what uh, what that countdown timer is for, right? Um, all right. So uh, a band that has said that they're going to be saying farewell may not actually be saying farewell, and that is Slayer. Uh, their manager hints that they may continue beyond their farewell tour. Uh, it might not actually be the end. Um so they, earlier this year, they announced the final dates of their extended uh, supposed farewell tour, which is currently heading across the U.S. And so in a new interview with Mass Live, the band's manager, Rick Sales, says the band has always had a lot of integrity and there are a couple things that go on. He continued, I totally get that they made a decision to stop touring. That doesn't mean the end of the band. It, it's just the end of touring. I always thought of it as you go out on top. They made that decision. They're not milking it. From that standpoint, I get I get it, and they made the right choice. Um, so, uh, so we'll see 
if Slayer's going to stick around a little bit longer. It's always interesting when there's a farewell tour, you know, that uh, makes all the money, right? They make a ton of money because people are like, I'm never going to get a chance to see this band again. Uh, but then they continue on after that. Uh, I don't know what to do with that information because it's just like, okay, they uh, kind of manipulating their artists. I mean, their audience a little bit, right? Um, I don't know. Um, all right. So the last piece of news uh, is regarding... Dave Grohl. Yes, Jens would be disappointed if I didn't do a Dave Grohl story, so I'm going to do a Dave Grohl story. Uh, Dave Grohl uh, is on Sesame Street. Uh, Sesame Street is also feature, uh, hitting their 50th anniversary, and um, Dave Grohl is going to fe- be featured in the 50th season. Um, so his uh, appearance on uh, on the show has been uh, shared online. He recorded a track with Elmo and Big Bird last year to mark the 50th anniversary. Um, there were images online of uh, of it, and um, and so it just came out, and uh, and so the clip shows Elmo introducing the uh, Dave Grohl to the viewers, and he says, uh, uh, "We'll we'll just play a little bit of it. How about that? Um, let's let's check it out." It sure is. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, they're friends everywhere, even ones that you don't know. How can you have friends that you don't know? Well, I, I just mean there's lots of people all across America we could be friends with. We just haven't met them yet. Friends we haven't met yet. Okay, uh, it's pretty interesting. So let's let's cut ahead and let's just listen to a, a little clip of his song with uh, Elmo and Big Bird here. Uh, we're not going to play the whole thing. We don't want to... You know, you can find it, find it online, but, but let's just take a little listen. Okay. Okay. That's probably enough of that. Um, catchy, I guess, but I don't know if I'm sold on it. I guess it's not for me. Right. But I want to love everything Dave Grohl does. He's, he's amazing though. Uh, even going on, uh, Sesame street is just like, okay, is there nothing this guy can't do? Uh, no, of course he can do it all. Uh, so, um, great job. Check it out if you want to see his performance with Big Bird and uh, and Elmo. Uh, so that is our show for today. Uh, so thanks for putting up with my solo talking to myself without uh, without Jens here um, to uh, mispronounce words and names and everything and bring bring the uh, comedic effect to it. So uh, appreciate you tuning in. Thank you to again to the Live in the Vineyard crew. Uh, I don't know uh, what the next episode is going to be right now. We might have a couple weeks off, but uh, uh, for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, I'm Steve Jones. We'll catch you next time.